It's no secret the NFL has a problem with race. Think Colin Kaepernick. Think Brian Flores. But this isn't a new problem. It's one that started as far back as the 1930s, with a ban on Black players in the NFL, with a past that informs the present. Blackballed is a new miniseries podcast from The Ringer about the four men who broke the color barrier in football. I'm your host, Chelsea Stark-Jones. Blackballed is dropping soon on The Ringer NFL feed. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together... We're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Peter Rosenberg! Shout out to that guy, yo. The majesty. Oh, my goodness. It's professional wrestling. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Mage. Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast is Cheap Heat on this Tuesday, March 14th, primed in the middle of WrestleMania season. It's fully, fully going at this point. Uh, welcome in a, you know, somewhat repug, cold New York City, your forever 24-7 champion, Peter Rosenberg, joining me in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the physically back from another vacation stack guy, Greg. Oh, yeah. What's going on, P? What's going on, Dip? Hi. And, and in Los Angeles, the physically perpetually stressed and rushed <laughs> Dipperstein, 35 at 35 Dipperstein. Hey, how are you? Uh, I need one of those SGG vacations, man, I'll tell you. I don't think it's possible. What I, is it, uh, Greg? What is a vacation? Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where you go, you you turn off your work phone, you don't answer any clients, and and you just go somewhere that's not home, and you just do what you want. Right. You can be right. you can be uh, eating, 
Huh. At at a restaurant you've never been to, it can Whoa, be huh. you know relaxing uh-huh. at, a, at a beach. Rela- be- how do you spell that? R is that with an R? Is that, you spell it with an R? How you spell it is not as important as how you do it. Dip. Uh, <laughs> you don't you don't need to spell it. Well, you just need to do it right. It doesn't matter. It's they're they're equally both not going to happen. So. <laughs> Uh, so welcome aboard. There is a lot to talk about today. So SGG, let's get started uh, with the outside the ring of it all. What do you got for us? Rey Mysterio was announced as the first name for this year's WWE Hall of Fame. I know some people were speculating. I myself, I'll say, was speculating that they might not even do it because they hadn't even announced a name yet. But lo and behold, on SmackDown, uh, fittingly, Rey Mysterio was announced as this year's first inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame. Is it even worth like commenting negatively on this because of what the Hall of Fame has sort of become at this point? Like obviously Rey Mysterio deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. It's not even a question. He's the greatest luchador maybe that's ever lived. He's been wrestling for 25 years almost. Like but y- you got to induct people who are retired. I'm sorry. I, I just, I, I really feel that way. If you want to have one more run after the Hall of Fame thing, great. But he's like an active weekly wrestler for the most part. Maybe not weekly every single week, but he's, you know, part of a major storyline. I just, I, I don't know. It, it just, it, it sort well, of rubs I, me in a certain way. My guess is this is going to be his retirement. Yeah, same. I'm, think, I'm thinking so too. The match against Dominic is the retirement match. That's right. All right. Well, then I'm fine. Yeah, I think I that's what I'm counting on. I would be I would be pretty surprised if that's not where they decide to go with it. Um, I hear you. If if Dun- there was not if there if I if if he literally just gets inducted and then has a match the next day and that's it. There's no mention of it. And now he's just a Hall of Famer. That would be sort of a new a new wrinkle to this whole thing that we've never seen before, right? Like literally, just like you completely are still active, one thousand percent. Right, because I, I went to I went back to look at the list. Um, the only people who were even wrestling while they got into the Hall of Fame that I saw, obviously Ric Flair was active. He had that whole storyline with Shawn Michaels, um, but he retired that night, the night after, I should say. Um, and then Snooker was active, but he wasn't really week to week. He was just some like an attracted attraction. What year guy. was that? Ninety six. He was like an attraction guy who popped up on the indies here and there. He was right. retired. Basically retired. Essentially yeah. retired. Yeah. 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 So and Ray I would guess be, Edge. Well, Edge just came back though. Right. Well, Edge retired. Edge was Edge went in a year after because he was forced into retirement, and he went in the year after. So he definitely wasn't considered active when he went in, and, yep. um, and stayed retired for a while. I know. I I just miss the days where they went out there, they told road stories, and it was guys from the nineties and eighties. I just I, I you know I wish that were it. I wish that the legacy. Uh, branch was the real branch. I know that that is the number one worthwhile and criticism. I, it's evolved into a event and an attraction, and you need names that people recognize and that current fans will know. And it's sort of evolved into something completely different than what it originally was intended to be. But it's just, you know, when I think of a Hall of Famer, you know, I'm I'm thinking, you know, you know, give me demolition out there. <laughs> and as far as you're concerned, it could be demolition every year. It could be right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Like you said, we are we, when you think of Hall of Famers, we do think Rey Mysterio, but 
Yeah, in 10 not years. Not while he's, right, not while he's still, not even 10, maybe two years after he retires. But the key words, like you said, was was after, but after to he di- but, but Dip's point is that, yes, you could do it in two years, but even better when it's 10. When, like, when you right. get to sort of He looks a little older. Yeah, it feels yeah, like something. No. When he looks slightly decrep. Yeah, you want, you're looking for slightly decrep. And yeah, I gotta rock the mask, though. Now you you did say though something that's interesting, which is you said, um, "Oh damn it! What was the exact thing that you said about with about the Hall of Fame and where people where people would be um, that you want people from like the '90s? Oh, yep. that it's become an attraction. I would now almost argue it's back to not being an attraction. <laughs> well, I'm saying in theory they want it to be." like a big attraction where, you know, fans can come and sell, they, they sell tickets to it. You know, it's like a, it's yeah, not like, a ceremony the, for the industry. It's, a, it's, it's for the fans. But like at this point, it's almost not that anymore. Now it's part, like it's, it's an attraction at Jace, but you're not selling separate tickets for it. Yeah. But it's part of right. a package. It's part of a ticket package. It's part of SmackDown. Like you buy your SmackDown ticket and you go to the hall of fame. To me, right. it's oh, like right. tack, it's tacked on at the end. Is that what it is now? Yes. Yeah. I don't yell at me. <laughs> yeah, it's part of SmackDown though. It's not its own thing at all. They do it at, at ten o'clock Eastern on Friday. Right. So it's kind of all the more reason you could use the legacy acts, like because you're not really selling tickets or doing anything in that way anyway. I think that uh, it should be Batista this year, although maybe he's not available. But it's it, Batista should be the attraction, and Batista should have his final match. There'll be one more Batista match. No? I think so too. Yeah. I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. I, you n- you never can count any of these guys out when they say they're done. And I'll tell you who it's going to be. Uh, unfortunately, it should be against Randy Orton, if and when Randy ever returns. It should be Batista versus Randy in like, like a final battle. But they'll do the whole. You know, you got to Batista's got to put somebody over. He's got to put over the, old, the the new person so you'll get a less exciting match. But it should well, be Randy Orton versus Batista in a, in oh. a Fogey versus Fogey at Jace massive main event. Although in, in some ways it has already happened. I mean, he did have the Triple H match. I won't, Yeah, but that wasn't necessarily. I know, but that wasn't uh, necessarily he, as led. I'm a big Batista guy. Yeah, as you should be. Uh, I, 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 I don't so know anybody I, who is it. I want to see Batista in one more big match. He doesn't have to do much, but it do, it shouldn't be against Austin Theory, okay? Or Montez <laughs> Ford or Matt Riddle. It should be against somebody who we want to see him uh, uh, wrestle one last time. I agree. I'm fine with that. I don't need it to uh, always be that. Like this is not Cena's farewell match. No. So, I'm I'm very comfortable Cena's with this. Cena's farewell game. match needs to be against Stone Cold Steve Austin. End of story. Been- well, I'll why? see it that, when that, I see it. Special so guest other, referee, Hulk Hogan. There's so many other people. <laughs> I hear you, and that's a nice thought. There's so many other people it could be. Because you could do you could do a Cena Fogey match and it's against Edge. You know, it's sure. against Randy. Yes. It's against one of his all-time rivals. To- mm-hmm. I think him and Edge would be a mage farewell. Sure. I really do. It's not like him and it's not like him and Austin have any th- any anything 
I want to see. It, it would just be a passing of the torch match after the after neither one of them have the torch. I want to yeah. see exactly. Ric Flair versus Undertaker versus Hulk Hogan versus Stone Cold versus now, Triple H versus The Rock. Now we're talking Batista. about something. Now we're talking about something. In a gauntlet match. And all of them at the same time put over Montez Ford. Right. And then Montez <laughs> is the last one and he gets put over, beating every legend available. All right. What else going on, SGG? I, I could argue the Rey Mysterio thing was outside the ring of Jays. Well, speaking of, well, this one was going to be firmly outside the ring. We're going to keep it Hall of Fame for a little bit. Ric Flair is scheduled to be on the bump this Wednesday to reveal. Oh, that's big. That's it. Big. Full, full stop. The stop. Next stop. Hall of Famer. Call yeah. CNN. Call all the. Call the. That's right. Call everyone. Listen, this is WrestleMania season. Some of the biggest news we get in WrestleMania season is the WWE Hall of Fame. Speculation is that it's going to be the Great Muda, but now that's who knows? something we'll for have to see. We'll have to see. This will be Muda's 15th goodbye match. It's not a match. It's not a match. It's, yeah. it's, it's the... Uh, or whatever. It's the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Maybe he'll be on the bump, too. Maybe we'll see Muda on the bump. Possible. God, can you imagine? But by the way, would you be excited, though, if it's, in fact, uh, Muda to the Hall of Fame? Yes. Something? Yes. So, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely something. Yeah. That's a Dipperstein goes to the Hall of Fame something. Is that right? I think so. I mean, you should. The way you talk about Muda. I'm I'm a big Muda guy. You you adore the Muda. I'm I'm one of the biggest Muda guys in the biz today. Yeah, confirmed. An absolute fact. Yeah. Um, All right, SUG, what else? Anything else besides Hall of Fame? Last thing outside of the ring. Um, You know, I'm a reality TV guy. Oh, we've heard. Apple TV Plus announced um, recently, and we haven't touched on it yet on the show, that they're debuting a new show uh, starting this Friday, March 17th, called The Monster Factory. And it's yep. set, It's all about the famous wrestling school um, in New Jersey, The Monster Factory. For those of you who haven't heard of it, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow is a Monster Factory alum, um, pumped out a lot of guys and girls recently um started by nature boy buddy rogers um then it changed ownership so this is going to follow um the new owner and some of their their prospects and it's premiering on apple tv plus this friday mm. this friday this friday friday march 17th wait and it's a current docuseries it's about what they're doing now yep yes it is Here's some notable alumni. Uh, the Big Show. He's big. The Godfather. Sure. Tatanka. QT, QT Marshall. Oh, yeah. Gilberg. No. Oh. oh, well, forget it. Back up Back up the truck. Matt Riddle. Uh, Monster Factory alum. Gilberg's on the bump this week. <laughs> he got to be. He got to be. By the way, Gilberg's probably already been. How much are you going to bet Gilberg's already been on the bump? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, look, then most notable, seen it. the most notable thing from outside the ring is that uh, Peter Rosenberg is coming to Dipper Lago on Thursday. That, it is big. There, and, there is there is chatter about and, that. And uh, I'm going to ask him. I'm going to I'm going to make the request right now. I'm going to make the, the, the inquiry right now. What would you like to see in my fridge? I can't believe we're no selling the monster factory right now. I, <laughs> I mean, I know I'm interested. I'm interested in it. I cannot I mean, believe I have this. no interest. None, none whatsoever. No. Wow. No. 
Well, for those of you who are interested, before we get to uh to the Dipolago menu for Rosenberg, it's a it's a six episode series premiering March seventeenth on on Apple TV Plus. I'm interested in Bam Bam Bigelow, but is he? Well, is he's the, yeah, he's not going to be in it. it. Yeah, it's a current <laughs> it's a current <laughs> indie wrestler reality show. Yeah, I I do like. By the way, I did love the wrestling like the wrestler series that that uh, Riddle and Theory were on. Yeah, you did. Was you love that. I did. So I, I actually am looking forward to this documentary. It's a good, <laughs> good something to fall asleep to in a real way. <laughs> so it, real life sleeping. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I haven't slept in oh, quite boy. some time. But, oh uh, boy. <laughs> what What are you What are you averaging on your weeknight sleep schedule? Five. Five a night. That's mm-hmm. not bad. It's not good though. D- let me tell you something right now. A, it's not good. Period. B for dip, it's certainly not good. He yeah. he definitely he's the definition of needing more than five hours. He needs a Snickers after he gets five hours. Hundred <laughs> um, percent. Snickers, Snickers, a sponsor of WrestleMania he, Hollywood, which you can see Aaron live on Peacock Saturday, oh, April first, Sunday, April second. Make sure to tune into the kickoff show featuring Cheap Heat's very own Peter Rosenberg. Wow, good plug by you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's WrestleMania that. season. Everybody's got to step it up, WrestleMania season. Um, Natalie is waiting here because she has a big take that she wants to share. <laughs> you um, remembered? What's that? I know why you're hovering here. Yeah, sure, sure. Here, do you want... I, I, my camera's not working currently, but take the microphone. What, are you kicking me out of the way physically? The camera's not working. The camera's not working. She might as well put the beats hey on you. Nobody's going to believe it. How's it going? Oh, I got the headset on. Ooh, so profesh. Okay. So, guys, the other day, Peter brought back those Montreal bagels. Right? Mm-hmm. They were good. They were good. Oh, no. You mean those crackers with some yeast in them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Um, wow. But I realized something, you know. We had, of course, we had Tempty um, cream cheese in the fridge. Okay. I grew up eating Tempty. Delish. But I realized, I think, well, no, no, no. Now I know. I like whipped Philadelphia way more than Tempty. <laughs> I, I, think you have to, I think you have to call off the marriage. No, 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 no. no, no dead, dead ass. You have to. Call it off. <laughs> you have to try it. Like, seriously, it's. It's lighter. It's fluffier. Tempty isn't whipped like it used to be. Is Tempty not what it used to be? I don't know. I don't get Tempty. I can't get Tempty. Why can't you get Tempty? We don't have Tempty in California. They're doing you a favor. Oh, yeah. It's like a New York thing. Right. So what do you do? P has never shipped. Ship you a case. What do I do? I I only have cream cheese in my house when people are, are, are coming to the home. Right. I don't just buy cream cheese like I used to in college or whatever and I was home and having be eating bagels constantly at the house. Right, right. But but I, I will tell you that recently I have been buying regular original Philadelphia. And mm. I sounds like, like desperation. I yeah. like fluffy, but it's nice once in a while to spread the harder cream cheese and and get like a nice good chunk of it in your mouth. Rather than uh, the fluff. You know what it was? You know what it was? We were eating it with challah, with that uh, with that egg everything challah. I, I, by the way, by the way, what is going on with the egg everything challah? I mean, can we talk about the egg everything challah? Oh, what is this? It did it, so did it drop from heaven? 
Yeah, it was really good. But yeah, the the Philadelphia and the the Tempty was too rough. It was too It was rough, Tempty. Yeah, I don't know. Just Listen, I, I'm open. I look, my my ears are open. I I'm um, you know, I'm willing to to take the plunge into into Philadelphia whipped again. I appreciate that. Over over Tempty. But uh You will see. We're going to next time you're in New <laughs> he York. He doesn't sound we're convinced. Gonna, we're going to do a taste test. No, you got a, bl- a blind, though. Blind, blind, though. Blind, 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 yes. If, if Dip can see it, he's going to put his thumb on the scales. Right. Tempty's right. going to win in a landslide. All right, guys. Peace out. All right. Bye, Natalie. All right. All right, God, yeah. I, I mean, could you be marrying a, a, a more perfect woman? I know. I'm very, Saying I'm ve- profesh, talking about cream cheese, having hot takes about bagels. I mean, what's going on here? I Only know. you. Only you find somebody like this. I really did. Uh, I really, really did luck out. You think you know people in this town. <laughs> the woman is incredibly excited about whipped Philadelphia cream cheese. All right, when was the last time you had the whipped Philadelphia? Uh, recently. Not that long ago. And you weren't moved by it? Uh, it? It's what I grew up with. I've been having Philadelphia whipped cream cheese my entire life. Mm. So okay. no, it but wasn't. When you get tempty, it's, it's like a novelty for me because I didn't grow up with it. So, it's also my mother's favorite cream cheese. Really? Yeah. She's that, a great lady. She's a great lady confirmed. Is. We know so how people, much Dip loves his mom more than Mr. T loves his mom, so. Yeah, you no, think of the definitely hall, not gonna. He does. Do you think of the Hall of Fame, when Dip goes into the Hall of Fame, he'll talk about his mother for like 40 minutes and they'll have to drag him <laughs> off the stage? <laughs> It'll be, what, what did Mr. T do? If Mr. T did 40, Dip is gonna do 45. I'll do 45 minutes and how crazy she's driving me these days. <laughs> is that <laughs> true? She's driving. She probably just wants you to take a nap. Get some sleep for God's sake. <laughs> you you know need to get your you you need to get your numbers up to minimum seven hours. P, you get seven? Um, no, I, I'm I, I did yesterday. More often than not, I would say um at six. But dip needs seven. Yeah. He operates like he doesn't because he works so hard. But then when you see him by the end of the day, physically broken, broken down and sort of like walking with a limp, like the Larry David episode where he's got the cane on the golf course and he's like stumbling. And you'll see at Mania weekend, you'll see by the end of the night, he does this like pathetic, slow like uh, 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 walk and you go, what's going on here? Are you OK? Can, can we talk about this? I, I mean, is WrestleMania happening this year? I, I can't even tell. I I. I is something is is this happening still? Well, one match that's rumored to not be happening is the Bray Wyatt Bobby Lashley match. Yeah, a lot of speculation around Bray. Uh, I saw some people say that he quit. I saw some people say that he didn't quit, but he walked out and hasn't come back, and there's been no contact. I saw some people saying that uh, he may be injured and dealing with a physical issue that caused them to have to call off the match so it's a lot of speculation um and then bobby lashley sent out a tweet saying that he deserves to be featured on the main stage that that sort of fueled the speculation even though you know no one knows what he's talking about could be talking about anything but um i mean Bray that's one call, thing that may not be happening bray should call his uncle howdy <laughs> it's a great this point. is when you call the uncle right this is what uncle uncle howdy i need you i'm not feeling well <laughs> Something's By the going way, on. 
I didn't want to give this away, and I shouldn't because it's kind of inside information, but I'm going to do it. I'm taking a risk. I'm going to do it, and hopefully Dip won't make me delete it. I, um, they're actually making a switch. It isn't, he's no longer working with Uncle Howdy. Um, he's actually going to be the new uncle is Dip's best friend. It's Uncle Howie. He's bringing in oh, Howie wow. Tannenbaum. Yeah. Wow. So it's yeah. going gonna, gonna to add a new Jewish feel to the Bray character. And honestly, do you know why? And, so, and the real reason they're going to reveal he hasn't been showing up is just, uh, eh, he's not feeling great. That's it. <laughs> it's sort of like, uh, he just needs Uncle, a little time. Yeah, Uncle Howie. So they're going to have somebody. Also somebody who's visiting Dipper Lago uh, soon. He's all, But that's not even, that doesn't even count. What do you mean? Because he, <laughs> he, he, he has a key. He's, he's, yeah, there he's, legit there, he's legit there once a month. At he least. looks, he, this man, look, he, look, he opens my refrigerator, which has nothing in it except beer. And he, he goes, well, how do you live? Who are you? What is well, your life on. like? Dip, that's how you know he doesn't count because <laughs> you just, you just ask P for a full menu with beverages and, and, and spreads. Right. I could actually make a request here. <laughs> And yeah. I, I, I ask him every time what he wants. How he shows him. up in the fridge is empty. He ends up eating my uh, my my you know truffle Marcona almonds from Trader Joe's. Oh. He, eats, he eats my you know uh, my mini. Ch- I mean, I, I have I do provide him with Trader Joe's snacks when he comes because he's a big Trader Joe's snack guy. Big, good for one him. of the biggest in the industry. Trader Joe's has great snacks. I gotta say. Have you ever had the truffle? Have you had the truffle Marcona almonds from Trader Joe's? I have not. Do you like truffle? Are you a truffle guy? Uh, It's It's on the list. I'm not a big truffle guy, so leave me out of this. I got to be honest with you. You want to become a truffle guy? No. You should. No? I don't. I'm fine. (laughs) You're so unsophisticated sometimes. (laughs) I got to say, let's just be honest. Are you going to do a truffle truffle hot take? Truffle is the most fakakta, like high-end item of all time. It's why is truffle focaccia? Tell me, because every it, it's on everything. Oh, it's so rare. It's it's, it's got to be so expensive. Except you know, Natalie has fifty bottles of truff sauce. Like it's 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 everywhere. It's in that everything. truff sauce is forty dollars a bottle. Na- Natalie has an. Uh, the, Natalie does work with them. She has endless amounts of truff. We can, have truff can, coming out of our can, ass. Can you do me a favor? Bring some truff. Yeah. Yeah. I'll oh, spend she- inordinate amounts of money on nonsense. <laughs> Do we have, but when we it have comes s- to buying that truff, I see that in the supermarket. I always want to buy it because I love sauces. As you know, I love truffle and truffle sauce. Any kind of truffle sauce, I'm down. So dip, when I see this in the supermarket, we can bring them some truffle sauce. Thirty six dollars <laughs> for the truffle sauce. I can't buy. I can't bring myself to to put. Would that you on eat? The would you eat the truff hot sauce? That's what we have the most of. It's truffle hot sauce. Are you rationing the the truff sauce with me? No, I think that's all we have is hot sauce, right? No, no, yeah. No, so we also have the pasta. They make pasta sauce and they make like the regular oil. I no. like it on my egg. Give me the hot like, sauce. I feel like it just he wants hot sauce. hot sauce. Yeah, yeah. Should we bring him a bottle though, or just some of our packets? I mean, I got packets. I, I can't know, even I get a bottle. Getting, I get, a, I get, wow. I get packets. You catch First a packet. He's trying to get yeah. rid of it. Now he's trying to. <laughs> That, well, that we have, thou- you realize we it's have thousands of bottles, but you get pack a packet. I mean, what is this? Is this the Pine Barrens? Give me a, give me, give me some, mix it with the relish. You're going to see, you're going to see P selling side bottles of truff on eBay. No comment. No comment. Anyways, I'll, I'll bring you some truff. Um, and I, I don't know if I have anything, as long as you have some good coffee flavors and some poison, um, coffee creamers, that's all I need. Yeah, I got that. All right. We'll be, we'll be fine then. Don't you worry. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. What stands out to you as being, uh, obviously, for, for me, for me, the best thing that happened yesterday was Ray and Dominic, as always. That's, that's to me, always the best thing that happened. Uh, what, what, what's that? Oh, what's that? boy. What's oh, that? boy, already? I just feel like we're headed towards mania season. And it's, I, I, there's always like this, like me a month before, me three weeks before, I always have this sort of like there's not enough going on feeling before WrestleMania. Yes. But I don't know. This, this year might take the cake. I, I mean, I... I there's no story with Cody Rhodes and and Roman. I, I know I said last week maybe you don't need it for this. I don't know. I'm yearning for it at this point. Right before right, Mania, you got two weeks and there's just you know sort of two trains colliding but going on completely separate routes. But the promo about them both talking about how they want to do it for Dusty didn't do it for you. Mm. Eh. I, I, what match are you most looking forward to? I'm looking forward to Brock and Omos. That's oh, the match yeah, I'm Brock most is- looking forward to. I think everybody is really looking forward to Cody Roman, so it does. It almost doesn't count, right? Because it's like, it it really is unquestionably the biggest heel in WWE and the biggest I baby guess. face. So that, I, that one doesn't even really count. As he like, really, he really is over as a baby face. He, he really is. It's, I, I was, was going to say the same thing. It, it's he's it's, he's it's so over. Oh yeah. Oh wait, you're joking. You don't think he is? I think he's pretty. No, over, I so. think he's over. Okay, good. He's over. The kids, the kids, the kids love Cody. No, they love Cody. Yeah. I can't believe um, the giving away the weight belt that's heavier than the kids that he's actually giving it to is working. That's what I'm saying. I, I mean, they, lo- they love the I'm, weight belt. I'm looking forward to Dominic and Ray. I'm looking forward to 
uh, Brock and Omos, and I'm looking forward to, you know, Boston it's okay if Theory, that's Austin it. Austin the, you don't Theory, have to follow Cena. the rule of three. You don't need to follow rule of threes, man. If that was it, it's okay. Maybe, maybe Austin Theory Cena is something in some context. It won't be something. It'll be something adjacent. But I'd like to see Austin Theory have a good moment at Mania. That's it. That's those are the things I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I'm looking. I think Seth and Logan Paul are gonna bang. I think that's gonna be a good match. Whoa. <laughs> I think the match is gonna bang. <laughs> the match is gonna bang. The match is gonna bang. Yeah, yeah Logan Paul do bang. something crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, of course he will. Yeah, Seth Love too Logan though. Paul. Seth, Seth is it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility for Seth to to step it up and do something crazy too. I mean, listen, he doesn't miss on the big stage, and it really doesn't get any bigger than WrestleMania. So Seth and Logan Paul, I definitely I feel like that has to be a match that people are looking forward to as well. Um, I'm looking forward to Seth and Logan. Uh, I am looking forward to Omos and Brock. I thought they did a great job last night. The way they shot Omos walking in yesterday, he looked gargantuan. And kind of in a perfectly tailored suit, by the way, I have to say. No, he's, his looks are definitely getting better. Absolutely. Can I got tell you, for you. That guy's tall. Yeah, he's a tall man. No, that part's real. He is very, very tall. No. Can I can I tell you something though? One of the truly underrated things happening in WWE right now is Brock the actor and character. Yes. Like, I don't know if you guys noticed, but like the physicality got a little messed up last night. Mm-hmm. Brock didn't get sent over properly. No. Um, I don't know enough to know whose fault that is. Of course. My assumption would be Omos because he's the one that's green, but who knows? And, you know, Omos is still learning how to have facials, like really make the right faces and stuff. And he's his character's weird because he doesn't have that much personality. When you saw the look of fear Brock had, though, afterwards, it sold the whole segment to me. He really looked like, oh, my God, I've, I've met my match. And you start believing it. You're like, wait a second. Am I actually believing that Brock's threatened here? But that's how good he is. Yeah, and it, it's he's been so good, but it's always been so underrated because the bell rings and he's just a monster. So he hasn't he hasn't really got credit for how much he can like sell pain, make you believe that he's vulnerable, um, little things like that. Like you said, with the facial expression with with Omas to the point where he he didn't even want to approach the ring to get his hat. Do you remember that he said? Oh people, yeah, he asked them <laughs> to get it for him. Yeah, right. He sent people to get his hat for him. That's a really that's a that's a great point. It must be a very expensive hat for him to oh, yeah. really have wanted the hat back. Come on, you don't oh, think it's an expensive hat? That's Brock Lesnar's hat, sir. Yeah, he's he's not Cowboy Brock without the cowboy hat. I I, and, I just hope we're all truly appreciating how mage this all is. That's it's all. mage. Yeah, yeah it very it really is mage. Like, and, I mean, this entire this entire phase of his career. I hope we're all appreciating like just how mage he is in this entire thing. He is and I'll mage, add but, to it. But yeah. I was gonna say this is the I I don't I don't care what anyone says, I'm doing whatever I want phase. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I'll add to it too that he he knows how to create that spectacle, right? Because people rolled their eyes at, you know, Brock Omas when it was reported um and seen it on paper. But then when you see them in the ring and then you think about the fact that listen, Brock Brock is <laughs> is going to try to F5 that man. I think he's going to do it successfully. And I, I think that so. when I think that when it happens, it's going to blow the roof off the place. And that Oh, is you were his... you weren't there when Oh, you didn't even hear me and Dip had this conversation. Dip thinks it's the actual WrestleMania moment that's going to happen is the F5. 
Yeah, I agree. A one one thousand percent. And and you know, people were saying that Brock requested Omos um when certain other things didn't work out. And that goes back to what you were saying, P is that the underrated genius of Brock as a pro wrestler, not just somebody who's gonna go in there and throw people around, but he can he he knows how to make these moments and make the most out of it to to keep himself as the superstar attraction because win or lose when he f5s the giant like like dip said it's going to be the moment of of this year's wrestlemania above cody holding both belts above his head uh above anything that happens with any of the other matches it's going to be that f5 There'll be a Logan moment. There'll be an Omos moment. There'll be a, I don't know, Cody. It might be a might be a Demon Finn moment. There'll be yes, that's happening. Obviously, good. Um, but the but the Brock Omos F five is going to be the moment. He'll so be a, we, a purple after, after the Hell in a Cell announcement yesterday for <laughs> Edge and Finn. We're believing this is uh, we're getting Demon for sure. Well, he said it, he, he said, said it. it in the promo. Oh, he did. He said he actually said I was in the bathroom listening from the bathroom. Sorry, he said you're yeah. gonna have to see the Demon. He, he said, said um, I've been to Hell and it spit out my Demon or something like that. I spit, it spit me back out because it couldn't handle my Demon or something like oh, that. Boy. But he, he definitely used the word Demon, and. uh Edge caught it because his facial expression changed. You want to talk about facial expressions? So I'm I'm thinking that it it means that we're going to see Demon Demon Finn. He's going to be demoning and demoning. No. Oh yeah. He's a terrible <laughs> and like man. like Dip said, it's going to have to be a purple demon. I'd like to I'd like to ask a trivia question. Yes. When was the last time there was hell in a cell at WrestleMania? Was it 32 with Shane Undertaker? No, I think that was just the cage. Oh, no, it was a cell. I think you're right. It's good. It's something. SGG, by the way, find out if you're right, because I have no idea. I don't know either. I'm gonna, I'm, while, while you guys discuss, I'm going to... I think that's something. I think I, I, Finn, I, Finn and, and Edge in a, in a cell in a cell with him as the... Uh, with him... Uh, excuse me. <laughs> Um, you, got, you okay over the there, bud? <laughs> yeah. Him in the cell, in the demon costume, is mage. Is something. Right? Something I, think, I, I, I think, think it, so. I think it adds... And that I am correct. A lot. Less than three seconds. You were right. I was right. There you go. There you go. I, I, Hell in a Cell is something. Finn is something. Listen, I didn't think this is where they were going to go. Like, if I'm being completely honest, I have not been, like, truly invested in Edge and Finn. Um, sort of feels like it's run its course in a lot of ways. Um, well, I, so I, be, be I don't mind it because I like Finn. Finn, no, Finn, Finn is mage. And I mean, listen, we all know that that's why Edge came back was to have matches with the people and stories with the people that he thinks are awesome. And that's what we're getting. Yeah, and I mean, Finn is the guy that kicked them out of uh, of the Judgment Day, and then you know saw to it that ever since then, him and his wife been getting their ass kicked. So you know, I feel like they've they've earned the hell in the cell. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right. This is when this is when it's cell time. Speaking of people getting their ass beat, Kevin Owens. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I bet he wishes that he he didn't reject 
not one but two olive branches um coincidentally coming from the two biggest baby faces in in uh WWE right now. He said he didn't want Cody's help or uh Sammy's help and that he didn't get it <laughs> when he was getting his ass beat 3 to 1 in that street fight last night. Yeah, that was tough. <sighs> it's, not, it's not what you want. No. No, no. Um it's not. I, I I am curious. I, we got an email last week that I thought was really on point, SGG, where someone suggested we're not going to see them get together until WrestleMania. Like, they may set the match where Sammy and, and KO are together, but, like, that hug that we were waiting for at the chamber is going to come at the end of WrestleMania. What do you think about that idea? Um, That would be mage, but they got to do it right because I don't know how you set up the match without without them interacting or without KO being on board. Cause right now he's, he is vehemently against um, teaming with Sammy. So I don't know if it's going to have to be Adam Pierce or somebody that sort of forces them into it, or if the Usos are going to have to lay down the challenge, but holding out on that hug for, for the big show, I think it's going to be huge. Yeah. Dip. We still have you. Yeah. Uh, -uh. Have him adjacent a thousand percent. <laughs> the very that was definition. The, guilty, the guiltiest smirk. <laughs> so, is there any world in which they're not going to make Ray and Dom official? Like, there's not, there's not still the possibility that they're going to have someone else fight on Ray's behalf, or is there? No, like, I, we're, this is all just story. It's not that he's really like doesn't want to do it, so he's going to find another alternative, right? No, he it's, has to. He has I think to it's do happening. It. He has to do it. Listen, Santos and Legato, as majors they are, they've already fought on Ray's behalf. Um, Santos twice now, once one on one, and then once in a in a six man that I thought was really fun. Why don't you be um, honest and also say, as majors they are, they're not that mage. No, no, mm -hmm. they, I think they are mage. I think they're on their way to be in that mage. They, well, they don't have they don't have the twenty five years of it. I mean, they're you know that's I mean? too. On your way to being that mage and being that mage is maybe one of the biggest differences of all time. <laughs> well, again, they, Rey Mysterio, like Dip said, one of the greatest luchadors of all time. So you can't just substitute him out no. for, for anybody. For an, for an up-and-coming talent. That yeah. is not going to work. And also, make it, like, and also my hesitant... Oh, I think so. Yeah, of course. And also uh, my hesitance... Course. Yeah, of, of course. course. My hesitance, too, is you know when you say they're not that mage, it sounds, it sounds flippant. But again, when you... The, the, that mage is Rey Mysterio. It has to be Rey Mysterio. Well, no, no, we can't accept no I, substitutions. I, I, this is not an insult to their uh, ability at all. They clearly seem awesome, but when their music hits, there's no reaction yet. They're not that. They're they're no. They're guys right now. But it has, be, guys, it has to be. It has to be Rey. It has to be Rey. I'd be so tight. It has to be Rey. I'd be so tight. Can they get um, Vicky Guerrero? back for a little while here Ugh, i don't want that you don't, yeah, you no, no, I, own, you don't mm. need well no you don't need excuse me that's what you're talking about you don't need i don't her. i don't care for her like way i'm not into her i never was I, listen i'm just saying her i don't think being, she's a great on-air talent i just don't i don't think she like, i'm not i'm not saying she should cut a promo in the ring at wrestlemania i'm just saying simply the idea of like her being with ray as a way to troll her dad uh his dad yeah, if it, add, if it makes it a story, then sure. Her being with on. Dom, you mean? Her being with Dom to troll Ray would be 
something. That's Fine. what I'm saying. Good. Is mommy going to allow that? Is who going to allow that? Is mommy going to allow that? Mommy wouldn't. Well, mommy has no issue with Vicky Guerrero. She has an issue mommy. with. She has an issue with Ray's fake or with Dom's fake mom. Is mommy going to allow another woman to stand side by side with him to troll Ray, even for the purposes of trolling Ray? It's it's Eddie it's Eddie Guerrero's wife. Of course she would. That's his real father. Well, what kind of weird creep do you think Rhea is that she would be like, I don't want your mother to be here. You're all mine. That that's not. I I resent I resent even the thought that you'd feel that way about mommy. That's not even in the realm of possibilities in my eyes talking about a real relationship here and and a real mother son relationship. Although I guess, I guess it was never in question who his mother was. It was only his father. (laughs) So this whole, this whole bit doesn't even work when you, when you think about it. Um, What, what else were the, uh, the big segments last night? Austin theory, um, got a got a W. You need to get some of those. He beat Angelo Dawkins, and then Montez Ford cut a promo in a digital exclusive that people are are dissecting. Not so much for what he said, but for the look on Angelo Dawkins' face um, as Montez is talking. People are people are starting to talk and and say, that "Oh, that here sh- we go, here we go, break up that we wanted a year ago is coming." Um, but who knows? Can, can they do it? Can they do it in like t- within two weeks so we can have it be a major thing at WrestleMania? They should do it at WrestleMania. <laughs> well, what would they? What, what would are they, they do doing at WrestleMania though? <laughs> what are they even doing at WrestleMania? I don't like, know. Do you th- figure something out. Figure or, or the raw after so, the next Mania weekend. They should break up. I Give agree. us something. I mean, right now that I don't. They, I imagine they won't even be on WrestleMania. No. In any. In any. Yeah. Way. No. I don't think so. By the what way, else? how wild is that? I know it's it's who let's talk about that for a second. Who are the most interesting left off the WrestleMania card people? I think uh, Shoemaker did this, but we could do it, too. Okay, well, I I didn't hear his, so at least it can be honest. Um, If this Bray thing doesn't come together, if that's a real thing, and we don't get Bray versus Bobby. That would be big. But I think we will get Bray versus Bobby. Um, Alexa Bliss. Yeah, she, she hasn't it. even been around. Like, but prior to it's funny, prior to like the heart of WrestleMania season, she had been around. Yeah, she'd been there. She'd been there every week. Uh Ronda Rousey. Mm, I think Ronda and Shayna, some big big things are coming for them after WrestleMania. Um honestly, it looks like they're going for the tag titles, right? They're the most organic tag team that WWE has right now. So Listen, they, they have I, I to be think ready for a title run for the record. The titles on them is the most logical way to use them and the titles agreed and then have them turn on each other and then eventually they can turn on each other. And then you, I, guess what? You have if something. only we knew somebody who did long term storytelling for WWE who could hear this podcast <laughs> and maybe because uh. like it would be. Can, can I also just be honest? What does answer me? Maybe I'm stupid. I think it's entirely possible. But riddle me this. What does it do to have the titles as long as they did on damage control? Causes damage. (laughs) Right. I don't I don't I just don't really understand what what that's doing, I guess. 
Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wish I had the answer for you. I just think like that faction's already, you know, you have three women together, one of which is one of the biggest stars in the company, and the two women under her. I, I see how the titles elevated them. Let, I, let me say that. I see how the titles helped EO and Dakota. I get that. I'll, but they don't need to hold them forever. And I think that if 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 um, Rhonda and Shayna went on a long journey with those titles at the end the titles would be mage they would mean something to get them off of ronda and Shayna. that would be something i believe yeah i agree I so ronda ronda and Shayna both off alexa bliss off well presumably either drew or or sheamus are going to be off because they have that number one contenders match to see who faces gunther uh smackdown it was a uh five way i believe yeah. Um, and they each pinned someone, and Gunther refused to participate in a triple threat. So now they have to go one on one to see who gets Gunther. And the other one, who knows what they'll be doing. Man, we got so close. We got so close to them doing the right thing and really making Drew and Sheamus a tag team. They were like, they had a name. They were doing promos together every week, and my guess is now it's over. Yeah, that's my guess as well, that, it, that it's done. That it was, it, it was it a is. nice, fun, quick ride, but it's done. Opportunity missed, man. I'm, ta- I'm saying this right now. I'm, I'm sorry. That, that Drew, going all the way back to his run on top, I feel like things have not been done right for Drew. He needed that. He needed a fun tag team run with Sheamus where he could dominate a division and it was realistic. He had enough of a run. I mean, there was a moment we were on this podcast talking about Drew McIntyre being shoved down our throat. It was all Drew, oh, this, oh, Drew, that. What? And it was. Yeah. So let him be in the mid card for a while. <laughs> I was hear too you. much oh, no, Drew no. forever. I understand that the whole but, the whole. But what do you think? COVID. What do you think? Make, what do you think making him a tag team champion would be? No, I mean, when you think about it, tag team champions usually the, the Usos are an exception because they're running with Roman. Generally, in this era of WWE, the tag team champs are like the top of the mid card. That, that's basically what it is. Yeah, I mean every, every era though, right? Were they really tag team yeah. champs that were? Uh yes, unless they're part of major factions. That's like the way that right. the tag team title then is elevated to top tier. Yeah, because lit- literally, unless the world champion is somehow involved, the tag team champion is at the top of the mid card, and sometimes that means the world champion is also a tag champion. But without that, like you said, top of the mid card is the ceiling for tag teams. Um, and- yeah, I-, I I agree with you. Um, let's do, do, let's do something here real quick on this Tuesday edition and dip is my, my assumption that is that maybe Friday's episode will be a, a, a live from Dipper Lago episode. Midge, can I, can I teach you for the first time how to use your recorder so we could just use your recorder for the episode? No, no, this is going well. I sound great. If it's not broke, don't fix it. But no, no, but I uh, think but, you should. We can't we can't do it this way though because we're going to be together. So it has to be done on microphones live together. All right, all right. Don't yell at me. Do yeah, you have? It has everything. Just I have it all. To, you have the microphone my, still. You have the the wired microphone as it's well. It's all to my right, right here. He just my, needs the memory card. Oh, you still I don't have, have a memory. You got I, a memory card? I have a PlayStation memory card. 
mm. from mm. back in the day. Mm. I'll, I'll bring I'll bring a memory card. You have the you have your, I'll bring a, a memory card and a microphone, and you have the rest. Is what you're saying? No. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that that's what we'll do. But in the meantime, before we get to that, let's hit a little Black Power rankings. All right, SGG. What are you what are you feeling? I'm giving it to Bianca Belair, who made history um and she has become the longest reigning black champion in WWE history. Um, currently, right now, she she adds to that record every day. Uh, she's at 344 days as Royal Women's Champion. She passed the former record holder, MVP, who spent 343 days, I believe, as U.S. Champion. That's right. U.S. Champ, sure. Way back when. So shout out to Bianca for making history this week. She's well, my pick for the, for the Black Power Rank. Honestly, it's very hard to pick anything else. With with a stat like that, how do how do you how do you not salute the all time longest running black WWE champion in, in the Black Power rankings? I mean, you have to. It, w- it would be a crime if we didn't. If at least one of us didn't. You sure you don't want to like give it to just like a a friend that you met this week who had a wrestling shirt on, and you're like, you know, like it was a great shirt. Listen, Omos had on a great suit. He he almost was my pick. Oh, he almost he almost was your pick. He almost was my pick. <laughs> For that that mm. great suit um but then you, again you, can, you just can't deny history uh, i think that's i think that's the way to go i'm not mad at that at all uh rosenberg beats at gmail.com that is the email address let's just hit like one or two and then we will uh put a bow on this thing and get to more emails on the friday show as I've been tending to do. Also, if anyone's interested, I did, I did, uh, I met, shouted this last week, but the whole Gunther now is up on my YouTube channel. Haven't really promoted it very much, but it is there if anyone wants to, uh, to check that out. Now, real quick, Rosenberg Radio on, on YouTube. What did I say? You didn't say, you didn't say anything. You said your YouTube channel. You got to give people the. I appreciate that. Thank you. That's helpful. Uh, Mark says, uh, it's about SGG. Male. He said, Can we get SGG's take on Nick Bond's piece on the ringer titled Escape from the Island of Relevancy Part One? I just imagine his head exploding as he reads it. I've been wanting to write in for a while because I also feel like Nick Bond. I also feel like Nick Bond. While I very much enjoyed the Bloodline storyline, it has not been because of Roman Reigns. He is not doing the heavy lifting. The real problem is I don't see how he's any different now than he was seven years ago. That's when I went to my first and only WrestleMania, 32 in Dallas. I'm a lifelong fan of WWE. I'm 39 years old now. Wow, you're the same age as WrestleMania, mage. And this was one of the most exciting weekends of my life. It exceeded every expectation, and it was absolutely worth the small fortune it cost to do the travel package. I say all this because it puts what happened at the end of the night in perspective. During the Triple H Roman match, I fell asleep. Literally. The main event of the biggest wrestling event I've ever been to, and I fell asleep. I was 32 years old, and I fell asleep. (laughs) Everyone hated him so much then, 
And now he's gotten so over, but all I see is that guy that couldn't even keep me awake. Love the show and love you guys. Mark from Fall River, Massachusetts. Listen, I don't, as great as I think Roman's run has been, and I have certainly enjoyed it and think it's much better than he was seven years ago. I, I, I understand people who it's just still not their type of presentation. Like I do. He has a, he has a monotone, mostly even low key style. You know, I do not think Roman has the traditional charisma that you get from the number one top guy. You know, I, I know SGG may have him above all these people, but in terms of straight up charisma, Roman is not Cena. Roman is not Rock. Roman is not Austin. That that's not what he his presentation, in my opinion, is different than that. It's a it is, and I also agree that the the whole thing that's made this amazing is not that it's just Roman. His run is different than other people. It is a team effort that has kept him on top. It Heyman has been unbelievable. Um, his his cousins have been unbelievable. Um. And the booking's been really, really good for him. I personally enjoy it, but I can understand how if you were not a fan, I, I can understand how you weren't won over by it. Not everyone is going to be won over by someone. Some people just aren't for some people. I, I don't see how you can see it's the same guy, though. I don't see how you can look at the tribal chief version of Roman and see the same guy. And I haven't, I haven't read the piece, so I can't comment on on uh, what Nick Bond had to say um, about the whole thing. But just from the emailer's perspective, I, I don't see how it's... I I cannot fathom that you could look at this current iteration of Roman. And even the promo style, um, I wouldn't give it... I would say that he used to be, like you said, very even, um, monotone. But even now, I feel like he has more inflection to his voice. He seems a little bit more comfortable. He seems like he's going off the cuff. Because even with that promo with uh, him, and, him and Cody... And I don't think we talked about in much detail. He seemed to he seemed really comfortable and and came across as much more natural than Cody to the point where he called out Cody for being being over rehearsed um, in in terms of his delivery. So I just I can't see how it's the same the same guy and the same. Well, I'm not I'm not trying to troll you, but can't m- see m- it. M- 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 mail. Zach writes us an email. It's called COVID Saved Roman. SGG Dip and Sweet Pete. Last week, you were talking about Roman's potential Mania 36 matchup with Goldberg before COVID hit. And you talk about it being the start of this run that began a few months later. In my opinion, the Goldberg matchup would have been a death knell for his career as nobody would have wanted to see it, making it his fifth at best, disappointing Mania singles match in six years. 31, coming off being booed out of the building at Rumble, Seth's cash-in, saves the main event. 32, meh match with Triple H at one of the least remarkable Manias in recent history. 33, the failed torch passing with Taker, which led to him being booed for minutes the next night. 34, main event versus Brock that the crowd did not care about at all, parentheses, beach balls. What would have made matters worse is the reaction to Roman's title win being dwarfed 
by the reaction to Drew beating Brock at the same event after his classic Rumble win. The pandemic not only nixed that plan, but forced him to go away and refresh his character. Then when he returned months later, causing the crowd to miss him, as a heel, he returned during the Thunderdome, which gave him several months to establish and refine his tribal chief character before going in front of live crowds, who likely would have forced some sort of pivot from what the character became. Would love to hear your thoughts, Zach. I I cannot imagine arguing, and maybe SGG will do it, I cannot imagine arguing that COVID did not shape this run in many ways it did it absolutely did oh yeah and it gave him the opportunity to to do this character without getting booed even if you know or, or getting treated booed is the wrong way to put it without having the crowd pass judgment because that history that you mentioned was real i don't think anyone can f- make up history and say that roman was always over because for whatever reason whether it was the crowd being annoying or not and i think in many cases that is the reason he wasn't. And if this had all been in front of a crowd, A, maybe he doesn't go away. May, I, I love the point about the Goldberg ma- match. The Goldberg match, if that was in front of a crowd, dude, would have been a disaster. Well, we don't know that. The, we don't know that, that it would have been a disaster. We don't, well, the, we don't know. I guess the only way it wouldn't have been a disaster is if people were so sick of seeing Goldberg that it put Roman over. But here's the other thing, too. I, I don't agree with... So uh, the point about... COVID and the Thunderdome and how beneficial that was to Roman. A, I felt like it was beneficial to everybody, but B, we said that in real time as it was happening. So that's not even really a a hot take or even a hot take for us because that's something that we called out um, while it was going on. Now, the part about, though, the fifth out of six disappointing WrestleMania main events I I that's the part where I disagree with a little bit um, because that WrestleMania 31 match, even without Seth, Seth cashing in was incredible. But the match itself was a good match, despite the fans revolting. And I think just because the fans revolting uh, again at 34, like they did. That to me doesn't doesn't take away from the quality of the match, because especially with 34, if you were watching online and seeing what the. What the the talk was, fans, no matter what happened um, during the bell, bell to bell, they were gonna they were gonna shit all over it, and they did. They walked into it with that plan. And then the idea that Roman wasn't over, I, I, I've always taken exception to that because I feel like he was over the whole time. Whether fans cheered for him or booed him when they wanted them to cheer for him or whatever. And I'm gonna go right to literally page two. Okay. Of Brian Gewirtz's book, There's Just One Problem. Great book. Which is by a the great way. read. And you don't even have to go go that far in. No, it's a great read the second you started. Yeah, it really is. But literally, on page two, to be over means the audience is reacting strongly to you, positively or negatively, and you're making money. Lots of it. Roman was over the whole time. Just because they weren't doing what fans wanted them to do with Roman or they felt or fans felt like he was getting opportunities that he wasn't getting, the facts are that he he was making lots of money cuz we saw his merch in the crowd everywhere all the time from the vests to the gloves 
to the shirts, whether it was Shield shirts or, or Solo Roman shirts. And there was never a time when the fans weren't reacting strongly to him, including what he characterized as a failed passing of the torch moment where the fans reacted strongly to him for eight minutes without him saying a word, without him moving anything but the microphone up and down towards and away from his own mouth before he said one line. And then they reacted even stronger when people didn't even think they could boo him anymore than they had already been booing for the previous eight minutes. So the idea that he wasn't over, um, I've always taken exception to. But the idea that being in the Thunderdome allowed him to refine the character and polish it and then just really come out with a diamond, I think that's indisputable. I think that everybody could see it, especially when they did the little things of like him being able to talk shit in the ring with the, with the mics and you can hear exactly what he said he and he could deliver those promos in as you put it that even monotone style that forced everybody to listen to what he was saying because there was nobody <laughs> shouting over him or reacting to it well said very well said uh last quick one is dip needs help <laughs> male and jordan says where did our joyful baby boy dip go what has jaded him no story between cody and roman Hold on. Wait. Sneeze. Bless you. Bless you. Didn't have no, it didn't come. It didn't come. How do you how do you pronounce this cheese? N-E-U-F-C-H-A-T-E-L. N-E-U-F. No idea. Hey babe. You know how to pronounce that cheese? It's another <laughs> game show. Pronounce that cheese. <laughs> right. Here, it's N-E-U-F-C-H-A-T-E-L. None of us know what this cheese is. Troy, any idea what the cheese is? What is it? Neuchatel. Neuchatel. Do you know what it is, or you just read that? No, I just read that. Uh, I mean, it's a creamy white cheese made from whole or partly skimmed milk in Neuchatel, France. So So it's cream cheese, essentially. What the Neufchatel cheese is he talking about, says Jordan. That's all. I just want Dip to start seeing the brightness in life. We love wrestling. Wrestling is great. I understand. By the way, you're not wrong. Dip, you should see what Dip's like before we start these episodes. He like sits there with his arms crossed, you know, angry. And then even what, by the way, like today we pushed to 10 minutes late. We started, I think, at 42 instead of 30. Even when we're all here by and ready to go by 32, he's still sitting there with his arms crossed. Like, uh, (laughs) and then we start and he like starts faking it and he like fakes it till he makes it. And then he eventually gets into the show. But like he's his level of stress. Anybody out there who I'm sure all of you have people in your life like this. They work to a degree that is so stressful and crazy, complain about it all the time, but simultaneously, A, love what they do, and B, don't really want to take your advice for how to deal with the stress of the job. And I I think I'm in a pretty good place to to hand out that advice. Like I do, everyone hears my schedule and is like, how do you do it? And the truth is, Generally speaking, I certainly have my moods, but generally speaking, 
week to week, I'm not stressed out about work. Now, granted, my work is not as challenging as dips, but the sheer amount of it and and sort of physical requirements of talking depend between eight and ten hours a day. Um, you, you'd think could be hard. And also, I think Dip too gets in his head about the reactions sometimes, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but you can start to obsess over it. What do you mean? Oh, people reacting to your opinions? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that it's it's because I don't care at all, and that's also been a disaster. But but no, that but that came from caring too much. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone I think who's new to having people review everything you say on something—that's an adjustment. Um, but I mean, I, I listen. I, the fact of the matter is, when Dip was at his absolute happiest and and least stressed. It was still stressed and whatever, but his persona on the show was still mostly shitting on everything. That's <laughs> honestly the reason people fell in love with it. Besides him being funny and his generally great personality is that they liked that SGG is a, a super fanboy of WWE. I end up being like sort of down the middle because of my working relationship, et cetera. And that's just generally what I'm like. And I think they I think you guys really love the fact that Dip was just willing to take a shit on everything. Like that is what makes him him. He wants everything to be 1989. Like <laughs> right. You know like if if SGG is to some degree blindly positive about the current product, Dip is blindly positive about the past product. Yeah, cuz it it really wasn't all the way it, he makes it, it, it sound. No. Hit. You know what the <laughs> difference did. is? It you know the biggest hit. difference in between wrestling in 1989 through 97 and wrestling now? Back then, Dip didn't work a really intense Hollywood job. He was just a kid. That's the <laughs> difference. And and his taste now is similar still, I'm sure, because of the you know we're formed as kids and we love what we love. But come on, it's the same reason people tell me now they can't ever find any good hip hop music. I'm like. There's a lot of good hip hop music to find. You're just not in the same space you were in in the 90s. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and of course, yeah, you don't have to like. I'm not expecting you to love Lil Durk, okay? And like, I'm not expecting someone who grew up listening to Biggie to love listening to Lil Durk sing songy way, okay? Not saying that, but it's there. You just don't care enough, and your life doesn't afford you the time to find it. That's that's it. Wow, yeah. we got deep, we got real deep here. Well, that's that's what the people want. I feel like it's that's what the people, people want. The pe- what's what the people want. That's what the people get. But I'll guarantee you one thing with me in person. If Dip and I do our Friday episode, because I don't think I have any interviews scheduled this week. My guess is the next couple of weeks because we already did a great job pushing that uh, MSG show that turned out to be an awesome show. My guess is the guests will start coming in again in the next couple of weeks leading up to Mania. So my guess is it will just be me and Dip live out there. You'll probably hear a very upbeat Dipperstein. Because I'll do the episode around his schedule, so he'll be awake, and you know he'll. I'll make sure we have a delicious coffee with, you know, ample creamer available, ample ample poisonous creamer for us to drink. That's made from products that I, you can't even understand what they are. And now Somehow you have it, to check a bag so you can bring uh, forty bottles of truff sauce. Oh, I forgot. I can't bring him truff. What is he out of his mind? <laughs> you know what I'll do. 
I have to send you guys your shirts. Well, I was gonna I was come thinking, get it. I was gonna try to arrange a time. Yeah, but you, when are you, are you coming up here like soon? Hopefully, because you you guys both ordered so many shirts that I have a huge box in my office. Like this is not. Uh, yeah, no. I, I have, because I have because to, the wonderful guy who did my shirts refused to send you guys your shirts separately without charging me additional fees. So it, it was going to cost more for him to, he wouldn't yeah. just like send you guys your shirts with, which would have cost you, I'm guessing individually, what, 10 bucks each, 12 Probably. bucks each to send them. So Probably. I was like, you know what? Don't worry about it, pal. Send it right over to me. And we have a listener who didn't get his shirt. And the dude who did our shirt swore up and down that everyone got their shirt. And then we looked into it and he didn't. Oh, and, you know, he refunded the guy, which is great. But the guy wants a shirt. The, but the guy wants his shirt. So we got to go through and I may ask you or Dip to give up one shirt to send this guy because I feel so bad. He's such a peckerhead. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if you I don't even know if you guys have the size. He wants a medium or a large. So we have to Dip, take a look. Dip probably has the size. Dip is tiny, but I might have the size also. Yeah, I was going to ask you guys. I got to look. I have your. I pulled up your email earlier. I'll look through and see what you asked for, um, and I'll, I'll I'll ask you. But um, because I only got I got I got two XL long sleeves and one XL short sleeve. I think or maybe it's an L short sleeve. In which case, I can maybe do it. Anyways, this is really boring. We love you guys, <laughs> and uh, we'll be back on Friday. Shouts to producer Troy, SGG. Do me a favor this week, the rest of the week, and uh, and stay mage and enjoy yourself, P. And enjoy yourself oh. at Dipolago. Oh, how could I not? Happy 316, everyone. Sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce... Shout out to that guy, Greg. Red Heart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mitch. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.